Chapter Three of Tales of Mean Streets. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tales of Mean Streets by Arthur Morrison. Chapter Three. Leaserunt. One. Leaser's wooing. Somewhere in the register was written the name Elizabeth Hunt, but seventeen years after the entry the spoken name was Lizerunt. Lizerunt worked at a pickle factory, and appeared abroad in an elaborate and shabby costume, usually supplemented by a white apron. Withal she was something of a beauty. That is to say, her cheeks were very red, her teeth were very large and white, her nose was small and snub, and her fringe was long and shiny, while her face, newly washed, was susceptible of a high polish. Many such girls are married at sixteen, but Lizerunt was belated, and had never a bloke at all. Billy Chope was a year older than Lizerunt. He wore a billycock with a thin brim and a permanent dent in the crown. He had a bobtail coat, with the collar turned up at one side and down at the other, as an expression of independence. Between his meals he carried his hands in his breeches' pockets, and he lived with his mother, who mangled. His conversation with Lizerunt consisted long of perfunctory nods, but great things happened this especial Thursday evening, as Lizerunt, making for home, followed the fading red beyond the furthermost end of Commercial Road. For Billy Chope, slouching in the opposite direction, lurched across the pavement as they met, and, taking the nearer hand from his pocket, caught and twisted her arm, bumping her against the wall. "'Gone!' said Lizerunt, greatly pleased. "'Let go!' For she knew that this was love. "'Where you off to, Lisa?' "'Home, of course, cheeky. Let go!' and she snatched, in vain, at Billy's hat. Billy let go, and capered in front of her. She feigned to dodge by him, careful not to be too quick, because affairs were developing. "'I say, Lisa,' said Billy, stopping his dance and becoming businesslike. "'Going anywhere Monday?' "'Not along o' you, cheeky. You go along o' Bella Dawson, like what you did Easter.' "'Blow Bella Dawson!' she ain't no good i'm going on the flats come lizerunt delighted but derisive ended with a promise to see the bloke had come at last and she walked home with a feeling of having taken her degree she had half assured herself of it two days before when sam cardew threw an orange peel at her but went away after a little prancing on the pavement sam was a smarter fellow than billy and earned his own living. Probably his attentions were serious. But one must prefer the bird in hand. As for Billy Chope, he went his way, resolved himself to take home what mangling he should find his mother had finished, and stick to the money. Also, to get all he could from her, by blandishing and bullying, that the jaunt to Wanstead Flats might be adequately done. There is no other fare like Whit Mondays on Wanstead Flats. Here is a square mile and more of open land where you may howl at large. Here is no danger of losing yourself, 
as in Epping Forest. The public houses are always with you. Shows, shies, swings, merry-go-rounds, fried fish stalls, donkeys are packed closer together than on Hampstead Heath. The ladies' tormentors are larger, and their contents smell worse than at any other fair. Also, you may be drunk and disorderly without being locked up, for the stations won't hold everybody, and when all else has palled, you may set fire to the turf. Herein, too, Billy and Lizarant projected themselves from the doors of the holly tree on Whit Monday morning, but through hours on hours of fried fish and half pints, both were conscious of a deficiency. For the hat of Lizarant was brown and old, plush it was not, and its feather was a mere foot long and of a very rusty black. Now it was not decent for a factory girl from Limehouse to go bank holidaying under any but a hat of plush, very high in the crown, of a wild blue or a wilder green, and carrying withal an ostrich feather, pink or scarlet or what not, a feather that springs from the forepart, climbs the crown, then drops as far down the shoulders as may be. Lizarant knew this and had she had no bloke, would have stayed at home. But a chance is a chance. As it was, only another such hapless girl could measure her bitter envy of the feathers about her, or would so joyfully have given an ear for the proper splendour. Billy, too, had a vague impression, muddled by but not drowned in half-pints, that some degree of plush was condigned to the occasion, and to his own expenditure still there was no quarrel and the pair walked and ran with arms about each other's necks and lizarant thumped her bloke on the back at proper intervals so that the affair went regularly on the whole although in view of lizarant's shortcomings billy did not insist on the customary exchange of hats everything i say went well and well enough until billy bought a lady's tormentor and began to squirt it at lizarant for then Lizarant went scampering madly with piercing shrieks until her bloke was left some little way behind, and Sam Cardew, turning up at that moment and seeing her running alone in the crowd, threw his arms about her waist and swung her round him again and again as he floundered gallantly this way and that among the shies and the hokey pokey barrows. Hello, Liza, where are ye coming to? If I hadn't laid hold of ye but here Billy Chope arrived to demand what the hell Sam Cardew was doing with his gal. Now Sam was ever readier for a fight than Billy was, but the sum of Billy's half-pints was large, wherefore the fight began. On the skirt of an hilarious ring, Lizarant, after some small outcry, triumphed aloud. Four days before, she had no bloke, and here she stood with two, and those two fighting for her here in the public gaze on the flats for almost five minutes she was helen of troy and in much less time billy tasted repentance the haze of half-pints was dispelled and some teeth went with it presently whimpering and with a bloody muzzle he rose and made a running kick at the other then being thwarted in a bolt he flung himself down and it was like to go hard with him at the hands of the crowd punch you may on wanstead flats 
but execration and worse is your portion if you kick anybody except your wife but as the ring closed the helmets of two policemen were seen to be working in over the surrounding heads and sam cardew quickly assuming his coat turned away with such an air of blamelessness as is practicable with a damaged eye while billy went off unheeded in an opposite direction lisa runt and her new bloke went the routine of half-pints and merry-go-rounds and were soon on right thumping terms and lisa runt was as well satisfied with the issue as she was proud of the adventure billy was all very well but sam was better she resolved to draw him for a feathered hat before next bank holiday so the sun went down on her and her bloke hanging on each other's necks and straggling toward the romford road with shouts and choruses the rest was tram car bow music hall half pints and darkness billy took home his wounds and his mother having moved his wrath by asking their origin sought refuge with a neighbour he accomplished his revenge in two instalments two nights later lizarant was going with a jug of beer when somebody sprang from a dark corner landed her under the ear knocked her sprawling and made off to the sound of her lamentations she did not see who it was but she knew the next day sam cardew was swearing he'd break billy's back he did not however for that same evening a gang of seven or eight fell on him with sticks and belts they were causeway chaps while sam was a brady's laner which would have been reason enough by itself even if billy chope had not been one of them sam did his best for a burst through and a run but they pulled and battered him down and they kicked him about the head and they kicked him about the belly and they took to their heels when he was speechless and still he lay at home for near four weeks and when he stood up again he was in many bandages lizarant came often to his bedside and twice she brought an orange on these occasions there was much talk of vengeance but the weeks went on it was a month since sam had left his bed and lizarant was getting a little tired of bandages also she had begun to doubt and to consider bank holiday scarce a fortnight off for sam was stone broke and a plush hat was further away than ever and all through the later of these weeks billy chope was harder than ever on his mother and she well knowing that if he helped her by taking home he would pocket the money at the other end had taken to furnishing and delivering in his absence and threats failing to get at the money billy chope was impelled to punch her head and gripe her by the throat there was a milliner's window with a show of nothing but fashionable plush and feather hats and lizarant was lingering hereabouts one evening when someone took her by the waist and someone said which do you like lisa the yeller un lizarant turned and saw that it was billy she pulled herself away and backed off sullen and distrustful gone she said straight said billy i'll sport you one no kid i will gone said lizarant once more what you getting at now but presently being convinced that bashing wasn't in it she approached less guardedly and she went away with a paper bag and the reddest of all the plushes and the bluest of all the feathers a hat that challenged all the flats the next bank holiday 
a hat for which no girl need have hesitated to sell her soul as for billy why he was as good as another and you can't have everything and sam cardew with his bandages and his grunts and groans was no great catch after all this was the wooing of Lizerant, for in a few months she and billy married under the blessing of a benignant rector who periodically set aside a day for free weddings and on principle encouraged early matrimony and they lived with billy's mother End of chapter three